Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Caroline Stocks with Poultry Health Today, and we're talking to Jean Sander. Jean, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Today, we're talking about cage-free layers and some of the issues that the industry is facing. We know that retailers, over 200 retailers, have committed to going to cage-free systems um, in the next few years. How is the industry responding to demands at the minute? Well, they've, they've really picked up and made a lot of prolonged projections to, to move towards the cage-free, uh, both um, floorboards and aviary. And um, it's, I think a lot of the concerns and problems they've been able to learn through trial and error and work through. And it's, it's doing pretty well now. You mentioned that trial and error there. It's always difficult when somebody moves to something new and they've done something for a very long time. What are some of the biggest issues that producers are running into? Well, anytime you put a bird in close um, contact with their waste material, the feces, anything that passes through the gut now has a higher um, likelihood of causing disease problems in the birds. And when they're on the floor or in the aviary system, they are in direct contact with their feces. So you have a lot of disease problems you didn't see in the cage systems. So what kind of diseases are we seeing more of? Well, one of the things that um, you see a lot more of is coccidia which had historically been a broiler problem because they'd been raised on the, the litter their entire lives. Um, and so we're seeing coccidia in our, in our layer birds now. And as a subsequent problem to that, necrotic enteritis is coming in. And that's very deadly to the bird. So how are producers having to, to manage those specific diseases? Well, there is control programs for coccidia. And there's both vaccines and there's medicated feed additives that are, are very helpful in developing programs to control that. So they've kind of gone the same way that the broiler breeders have had to do to find ways of, of combining either a, a vaccine and a med- medicated feed additive, just vaccine, just medicated feed additive, to, in a system that's going to allow them to develop immunity during their prelay period so that that will protect them throughout their life. Okay. Are they seeing other issues like parasites? We're starting to see a lot more intestinal parasites such as roundworms and even tapeworms in some instances. And those had not been uh, problems historically in caged reared birds. So are producers having to test for those different parasites? Um, it, you can test for it, but most of the time if they, you find it on necropsy, um, if they know they have a problem, they will put a program in uh, a periodic treatment program that will allow them to keep it controlled. So for some producers, then, it's getting used to completely different diseases that they weren't having to deal with before. Absolutely. And it, talk about the trial and error. Some of them came up unexpectedly. And so we had to work through systems to find out how to control that. And going back to coccidia for a second, Coccidia control programs are very challenging, even in the best situations. So there's a lot of trial and error just with that. In terms of then other welfare issues, we know that there's an increase in lameness with with cage-free birds. What what kind of issues are producers having to deal with? 
Uh, I think when you get, uh, poultry are, are, you know, pet quarter developed flocks, uh, social groups. When you change that pet order by putting them into larger facilities where the animals move, they're constantly having to establish pet order. And that how, um, pecking, you know, they might peck at feathers, they might uh, peck at uh, the vent when it averts to let an egg out. And that can get very, very bad because they'll see the red tissue and they will basically peck at that bird's vent until it kills it. And so there's, there's cannibalism, there's peck outs. Um, you see some hysteria, which you, see, you don't see in, in, as much in, in the smaller groups. So yeah, I think welfare can be a, a challenge. Um, looking at the genetics of the bird is very helpful in finding birds that are more conducive to open populations than, than others. So how um, are veterinarians and other people in your profession helping support producers in order to make these transitions and make sure that they are high welfare? Well, because we're, we're the knowledge base of the vaccines and the, the medications, we're able to have a more uh, in-depth understanding of how they work, uh, how, they, how they change the physiology of the bird and how, they, how the products break the life cycle of the, the um, uh, pathogens. And so we can help them to make programs uh, in such a way that is going to minimize the disease problems they're having. But you have to have that uh, diagnostics uh, first. Figure out what is the problem and then create a program to address that problem. So are there, um, in terms of like the tools that uh farmers have available to them. Is there anything that's kind of missing? Is there anything that needs to be developed in order to help them do their jobs better? Uh, yeah, I think um, understanding the tools, maybe not so much, but understanding the nature of the bird. Hens, if given an option, are going to lay in an area that is nest-like. So in the aviary systems and, and in the cage-free floor systems, they have enclosed nests. However, when there's a lot of litter and, and fecal material on the ground that's dry and nice and soft and they can get in there and make a nest, you end up with a lot of floor eggs. In broiler breeders, um, and as they are rearing those young layers um, in the beginning of their egg process, the, the farmers, the producers, have to train those birds where to lay those eggs. So it requires a lot more labor and a lot more attention to detail in making sure you're out there often and getting all those eggs up that are in the floor. Because I think if you don't do that, you're gonna end up having a chronic problem throughout the life of that flock where their preference is gonna be laying it in the fecal matter. Is having that labor and those skills and being able to train people to, to assist with that, is that gonna be a challenge? Well, it depends. Um, I have put together a series of what we call layer schools. And uh, as, a, as a teacher um, in my, my prior life, uh, I, I have a, a opportunity through those to discuss some of these problems, discuss the issues with these people. And I do them in small groups, so there's a lot of question and answer. And it gives them the opportunity to learn what are best practices from a food safety, from a welfare, and from a disease control standpoint. So looking ahead, say, to the next five years, do you think that producers will have been able to meet demand? And what issues do you think could still be lingering by that point? 
I think producers are probably meeting demand already. Um, I think some of the issues that are, are have happening and is um, consumer acceptance of the costs in the stores. You see the the less expensive caged eggs being the ones that are are going faster in in the routine grocery stores, not the Whole Foods or things like that. Um, so I, I think they've probably met the capacity, the need. Um, but I do worry about the social pressure aspect of it. Because obviously retailers are trying to encourage more and more people to move to these um, systems and are encouraging producers to move to those systems. Do you think that the, um, the supermarkets perhaps don't understand the production pressures and the, and the potential challenges that exist? It's a really good question. And I am, have been frustrated my entire career at the poor job that we as an industry do to educate the public about what it takes to produce that egg. How many people have to touch that? How many industries are involved in the, the developing the equipment, the feed, the housing, the just the, the labor of the birds, the genetics, the research? All of that goes into the production of that egg. And I think if people really understood what was involved, they'd be amazed. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.